Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. It's time for your favorite show. The Weekend Report is on the radio. Yes, indeed. The Weekend Report is on your radio, and we certainly appreciate you being a part of it. My name is Tony Colombo. I am here this week with former Missouri Speaker of the House, Tim Jones, is filling in for Chris Arps, uh, and I am so happy to see you, my friend. Big shoes to fill, but I'm going to do hey, the best I can. Thank you so much for being it's here. great to be here. No, uh, Tim is the, uh, you know what? So you've got the Sunday show, you fill in for Mark a lot, you fill in for Annie, you have regular spots on that, but I, don't, I think this is the first time I've ever had you as a co-host on this show. I believe that's true. I've so been on the show. another box. Yes. yes, been on the show many times, yes. but uh, with both you and Chris, but it's great to be here uh, being your co-host this yeah, week. Thank no. you. Well, thank you very, very much. And uh, Carl Middleman is also out again. He's going to be out for a few weeks. Andrew from the Dave Glover Show is filling in, producing this week. So thank mm-hmm. you. Great to see you. Um, lots to get to today. We have got a packed, crazy show uh, for you today. We I'm going to work a little bit backwards. The second hour of the show, Skip Weber is also out of town this week. <laughs> uh, our friend Brian Agers is going to come in and play the uh, Weird News Challenge with Tim Jones and Trish Gazelle from 102.5. Uh, and then stick around and, and chat with us like Skip does every week. We also have live music this week, which is very unique. I am hosting an REM Cure tribute show at the Duck Room in Blue at Blueberry Hill on February 28th. And uh, the, the band is going to come in and play for us today. And we're going to have some comedy on the show this week as well. It's almost like our New Year's Eve uh, variety show. Greg Warren, uh, St. Louis's son, Greg Warren, is back home at the Funny Bone next week. And so he's going to call in and we're going to talk to Greg. And, uh, you know, and hopefully everybody will get a chance to go out to the Funny Bone next weekend and see him. And we've got all that fun stuff. And we've got some Big news that happened this week. It was like a well, month's worth of news yeah, again, Tony, this week. Nationally and locally, so many things to talk about. Uh, let's start off with New Hampshire primary and the fallout from it. Joe Biden, fifth place. Bernie Sanders has the wind at his back. How, what is your what's your analysis right now of where this Democratic nomination process is at? Well, as I've been saying, Tony, all along, why did anyone in the Democratic establishment at the DNC HQ think that third time was going to be a charm for Joe Biden? Now, hmm. I could be proven wrong. And the reason I could be proven wrong about Joe Biden's chances at this point, which I think are very low, is that this entire field, Tony, is is dismal right yeah. yes. they're they're boring they're unimaginative they're uninteresting they're not exciting anyone and and how can i say that well there's no favorite right even though joe biden appears to be everybody's least favorite he finished what fourth in iowa and yeah. fifth yeah. in new hampshire can you imagine 
I mean, we would have never predicted that. No, we would have thought maybe okay, he'll come in, he'll come in second or third, he'll slowly fade away. It's the nightmare scenario for him. It really is. However, Tony, he's being propped up by the establishment with lots of money, and Bloomberg, who was apparently going to ride in on his great white stallion, well, the knives came out against him. I know we'll get to that later. Yeah, no. But if people thought that that Joe Biden was just gonna was just gonna disappear into the sunset sooner than later, I think it's you're going to witness a long, slow death here because he's got lots of money. He's got lots of infrastructure. He's got lots of name ID. But on the other hand, no one else is rising to be the cream of the crop, right? You've got you've got a you've got a split electorate here with a hardcore following of twenty five to thirty percent wanting the Bernie the Bernie Bros the Bernie mm-hmm. bots mm-hmm. that that believe that Senator Sanders had the election rigged against him last time. There's some signs that they're they're trying to rig it against him again this time, uh, but he hasn't come out on top of either one. Mayor P- and and you got all these surging candidates: Mayor Pete, Amy Klobuchar. Pocahontas appears to be about to head back to her fake reservation because she's about done. So isn't this amazing, Tony? The people that were supposed to be, quote, winning this thing have all either ducked out and quit already or on the ropes. Yeah, it's Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg's game at this point. And almost as fascinating to me as Joe Biden's collapse is the panic surrounding Bernie Sanders by the Democratic Party and the left-wing media because they are doing everything they can to tamper his victories and mm-hmm. try to play it off. I mean, even the even the left-wing media that you think would be embracing anything, anybody they could that has a chance at beating Donald Trump are not are not embracing Bernie Sanders. They don't like Bernie Sanders's absolute honest embrace of pure unadulterated socialism they don't want their candidates to be that honest right they want all of these candidates to incrementally continue moving the country to the left but they don't want bernie because he says i love the soviet union i have honeymoon there you know And, and, and and it's just too much for people they also know he has a huge problem with the african american electorate they they're just not interested in him uh you know he doesn't come off to them as their idea of today's presidential democratic candidate like a barack obama or likewise you know another smooth talking guy pete Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. you know they'd be happy with him they'd probably even be willing to deal with amy klobuchar but she's probably too conservative for a lot of today's democratic party but if you don't this is not just you and I and our wishful thinking, right? Just turn on CNN or MSNBC and watch the complete and utter panic and fear in the eyes of Chris Matthews and the rest of the gang. Somebody played a montage of CNN and MSNBC hosts and analysts downplaying Bernie Sanders Mm -hmm. the other day, and it was unbelievable. And one of the quotes that stood out that I actually wrote down was Chris Matthews (laughs) on MSNBC after the New Hampshire primary, he says, uh, a win is a win, but it's not the huge win of four years ago. He did really well in New Hampshire right. against Hillary Clinton. And he's pointing out, well, you know, he's, yeah, maybe he won, but he lost. You know, he he didn't do as well as four years ago, I guess, trying to indicate that he's losing momentum, not gaining it. And then he says, uh, and then he says, and if you add Buttigieg and Klobuchar, <laughs> they trounced. 
Senator Sanders. <laughs> don't what you, the hell does that even mean? Don't you love all the new math we've if been you hearing? Add these yes. two candidates? Well, sure. Yeah. Don't you love all the new math we've been hearing what does the last, that mean? last it means few nothing. weeks? <laughs> yeah, it means that they don't like Bernie Sanders. Isn't it amazing that Bernie Sanders wins the New Hampshire primary and all they can talk about is how great it was that Amy Klobuchar came in third? Yeah. You know, like they're, they, they're held up. It was like third place is the new first place in these people's <laughs> minds. Meanwhile, people like Van Jones. Chris Matthews, James Carville, a lot of the uh, a lot of the uh, the the establishment Democrat mm-hmm. uh, commentators, they are sounding the clarion call. They're saying this is the canary in the coal mine. They know that Americans are not going to vote for a socialist. We are not a socialist nation yet. Hopefully, never will be. Like the president, like President Trump says. So they know that Bernie is too much, too far, too fast, and he ultimately, he will get trounced in an electoral college uh, contest by Donald Trump. I still think it's probably an unpopular opinion. I agree with everything you just said. I don't think he would, I don't think he would win in a, a general election against Donald Trump. However, I think that he's got the best chance right now. And this is why I say that. It reminds me of four years ago with Donald Trump when mm. everybody said he's got no chance of winning, but everywhere he went... There were thousands and thousands of people turning out to see him speak. You could see it on the ground that he, that people cared. They had momentum. That's what Bernie Sanders has right now. At least what I've seen is that when he goes and speaks, people show up. He's got that wind at his back. He's motivating. It's a pop. At the end of the day, it's a popularity contest. And right now, he's the most popular person. Yeah. Again. I don't think he wins in a general election, right? but I think he's got a better shot right now than anybody else. Yeah, here's where I'll agree and then disagree with you. So I agree with you totally that he is tapping into something on the left similar to what the president tapped into on the right. It's that populist message. It's that powerful versus the powerless. A lot of Bernie Sanders' talking points, if you don't, if you just read the words and don't look at the person or hear the voice, you'll hear a lot of the Trumpian language of we need to put the people back in charge. Your lives are being run by an elitist class out of Washington, D.C. There's a lot of that same messaging mm-hmm. there. Tucker Carlson has guests on all the time that sound like Bernie Sanders. Tucker Carlson is a is a conservative, almost a conservative libertarian, but there's a lot of folks on the, the like Tulsi Gabbard, you know, who fight the establishment, you know, disestablishmentarianism. You know, there's a big SAT (laughs) word for you. And that's what Bernie Sanders is tapping into. Here's what I'll disagree with you. I don't see him pulling the levels of crowd or interest that Donald Trump did even very early on. No, but he's pulling more than any other Democrat. You, you are correct. I think he'll tap out at some point, and that tap out point will be far below what President Trump will mm-hmm. get in the general election. But you're right. I think he's more interesting than all the other candidates he's combined. He's doing a better job connecting. Correct. And I think it's because he's he's honest. He's genuine, whether you agree with him or not. You can look back at Bernie at uh, Joe Biden and see years of flip flopping on issues on every issue, and same thing with Elizabeth Warren, trapped in a million lies throughout her. Bernie Sanders has always been the same guy. He has, and that's what all these other candidates are getting tripped up on. Yeah, and Mike Bloomberg, who entered the uh, the fray this week, he's been in the race, but he was thrown into the fray this week. Why? Because Joe Biden finished fifth in New Hampshire. So Mm -hmm. suddenly, the establishment media we were just talking about, they suddenly decided that Mike Bloomberg was going to come in and save the day. Well, then the knives came out against him, and the oppo research started coming out against him, the different positions he's held over the years. He was a Republican mayor. He was a Republican. He loved law and order and stop and frisk, and now he hates it. You know, He did once think— And it worked. It did work. Now, he carried it too far in the sense that he made some very inappropriate statements about how 
quote, all the crime is in the minority areas. Yes. All the young black kids are committing all the crime. Look, I lived in New York for 10 years. There was people of all colors, shapes, size, creeds, and codes committing uh, crime. Now, if you want to talk about the worst, most violent felonies, yes, probably black on black homicide rates. Uh, were worse in that category. But what Mike Bloomberg said was it, it showed that maybe there's some innate elitist racism in, in his core. And they've got, Tony, they've got miles of tape of him. Yeah. He, is, he was a Republican. And he's also... So of course they've got miles of tape. And he's also not charismatic. He, That's where I was going. And, he, and he's he, not... He doesn't motivate people. He sounds weak when he tries to take on Donald yeah. Trump and smack him back. It, he's it's, not the kind of guy who's going to stand in front of... 10,000 people in an arena and get them all riled up. Donald Trump can do that. Bernie Sanders can do that with the in, in front of the right crowd. I don't see Mike Bloomberg being that guy. Bloomberg and Steyer have already spent... Check this out. We are in February. Bloomberg and Steyer, the two billionaires yeah. in the race for the Democrats, have already spent more than Donald Trump spent in the entire 2016 campaign. Mm-hmm. And they're each getting like... Five percent. And of the I vote. also don't know how you can be a Democratic voter who stands for all of the things that that party stands for right now and support a billionaire who's buying an election. An old white wealthy billionaire. I mean, it doesn't that just go and it, 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 it flies in the, in the fa- face of yeah? It, it flies in the face of everything they said they were going to campaign on a year ago. Yeah. Um, Joe Biden is betting the farm on South Carolina getting him back into the race, and then Super Tuesday sort of uh, starting everything over and everybody will forget about New Hampshire and Iowa. Just, is that a, is that a uh, valid thought for Joe Biden, or is he, is, is he sunk already? We're seeing, like I said, he's not going to drop out tomorrow or the next day. It's going to be the, the long, slow death march, because even though he's he's betting the farm in South Carolina, he still has to get through Nevada next Saturday. Yeah. Right. A week from today is Nevada. Then South South Carolina is still two weeks away. Right. So if he doesn't start grabbing attention from the electorate of the American citizenry, if he if he performs poorly in Nevada, he can limp into South Carolina but he's not going to be the epic that that's not going to be his firewall anymore cuz you know you, he's treating black voters in South Carolina like there's some kind of monolith that are just going to that are just going to ignorantly vote for him whether he's first or fifth those voters are going to look at the first 3 races and go you know we might need to pick a different horse at this point you know so to take to take those uh, those that that voter electorate in South Carolina for granted is is a mistake on his part it's not going to work and then to to assume that he's going to charge into Super Tuesday and recharge his campaign as Mike Bloomberg hits the airwaves mm-hmm. he's going to be splitting votes with him at best so who comes out of this? That's the ultimate sixty-four million gazillion dollar question. No kidding. But Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar seem to be people are starting to give them a second and third look. Right. Uh, real quick before we run out of time in this segment, um, I wanted to read this story that I've not heard anywhere. Ivanka Trump is leading an effort to have a global women's initiative made into law. She's got Senator Lindsey Graham on the Republican side and Jean Shaheen. Democrat from New Hampshire on the Democratic side. They're behind the effort in the Senate. The legislation would make the economic empowerment of women a priority of U.S. foreign policy and ensure that the women's initiative continues beyond the Trump administration by establishing an office of women's empowerment at the State Department. Mm. If that was a Democrat 
pushing that, it would be everywhere. I bet you even that's the first time you've heard of it. And it's a Trump family member. It is. Now, that every time I hear global anything, I do get concerned, Tony. But on the other hand, look at how many ways the Trump family has tried to reach across the aisle. The media continues to ignore them. Yep. It's shameful. Yep. All right. We got to take our first break. We're going to talk to comedian Greg Warren. We're going to dive back into some of the stories of the week in a few minutes as well. Don't go anywhere. Listening to The Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the Weekend Report. 97.1 FM Talk. Tony Colombo in studio with Speaker Tim Jones this week, who is filling in for Chris Arps. Andrew is in for Carl. And uh, as I mentioned in that last segment, joining us now on the phone is our friend, comedian Greg Warren, who is coming home to the Funny Bone very, very soon. And uh, it's always great to talk to Greg. How are you, my friend? Hey Tony, what's going on, man? Not too, not too much. It's uh, great to talk with you. Where are you? Uh, where are you at right now? I know that you are. Every time I talk to you, you are at a different part of the country, if not the world. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Uh, I, I'm in Fayetteville, Arkansas, right now. Oh, yeah. well, beautiful Fayetteville. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's. Uh, I, I had a show last night, and I, I got a couple more uh, this weekend, and. Uh, I haven't been here in a long time. Man. Last time I was here, I was working for Procter and Gamble, selling Pringles to to Walmart. <laughs> is, is there a, is there a punchline or is that real? <laughs> no, no, like it's, it's like you know that's like you know this, this is right by Bentonville, which is Walmart's yes. uh, headquarters. And yeah. so this whole town is basically either University of Arkansas or people that call on Walmart. Like it's it's a it's a whole <laughs> town built on like vendors. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever told you that. You know, I, you know, I did that for like ten years, right? Yeah, I I, and, I did know that. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I wouldn't say I was particularly good at it. Um, <laughs> they would teach you these sales techniques. You know, like my favorite was the assumptive close. You know, like like uh, don't ask the guy if he wants it. Ask him when he wants it. You know, I'd be like, Hey, Bob, these are the new Pringles and cheese and onion. Uh, would you like these delivered on Monday or Friday? <laughs> I don't want that crap on Monday or Friday. Matter of fact, <laughs> I don't like you. I don't like your company. I was thinking about getting rid of the whole product line. <laughs> you want me to do that on Monday or Friday? <laughs> and I would, uh, you know, I would always try to like emulate the the older guys. That, you know, there's some pretty good sales guys in my uh, my district, as it were, and. Uh, they they would uh, they did this one thing like if the if the buyer would say no they'd go hey uh, what's your main objection and then the buyer would tell them they go hey 
what if I could show you a way to handle that? Would you be interested? No, what if I could show you a way? Here's the trick with that one, Tony. Um, you need to be able to show them a way. You know, like, I would be like, uh, uh, Bob, what if I could show you a way to maintain 30% margin and be the price leader in the market? W- <laughs> would you be interested? You'd be like, yeah, show me a way. I'm like, oh. I was just saying, what if, like, what, like, what, like, like, like that, that would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, it's, it's my first time back. Nice, mm. nice. I hope that you're having better weather uh, there than we are here. It's it's uh, ridiculously cold in St. Louis right now, um, and uh, you are going to be back here very soon. Uh, tell people about that. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, – it's my my favorite week of the year, man. Yeah. I get to uh, do comedy and uh, sleep in my own bed and uh, see all my own friends and uh, folks coming to the show. I'll I'll be at the Funny Bone. Uh, it's uh, Thursday the 20th through uh, Sunday the 23rd. And uh, we we got all kinds of shows going on. Um, we, uh, we're doing an all-ages matinee show on Sunday the 23rd which is pretty cool. It's the third year uh, we're going to do that. Um, yeah, are you doing the – is that where the kids actually get a chance to come up on stage? Is that this yeah, weekend? Yeah, the, yeah. You know, I, I do some stand-up and uh, uh, my opening acts do some stand-up, and then we um, we bring the kids on stage and, and interview them. And uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool, actually. It's, yeah. And, they, and then we and we let them, if they want to tell a joke or something, we let them do that. And there's some like pretty good stuff, actually. <laughs> it's really really funny kids. Yeah. Uh, we'll, I mean, uh, we'll you know some of them some of them suck. You know, <laughs> well, they're kids. I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, <laughs> no, no, they're they're, they're, they're great. Uh, <laughs> they're uh, they're uh, they're really uh, really fun. Uh, and um, so we're doing that Sunday uh, afternoon. We got regular shows all week, and then. We're, I'm doing three shows on Saturday, uh, which I haven't done in a long time. And wow. we added like a. Um, I used to do three shows, and we'd add, the third show would be a midnight show. Um, I'm aging as well as uh, people that want to see me, <laughs> so uh, we we added a 5 p.m. show on on Saturday. So it's like <laughs> reversed it. Yeah. What's yeah, it like yeah, being? Uh, it, it uh, you know, you, one of the things that everybody knows about you is that you are uh, you're clean with your comedy, which you see less and less of uh, these times. Uh, you know, this in this environment that we're in. What's it like doing a midnight show and not cussing? <laughs> well, um, I think back when I was doing midnight shows, I was probably less clean than I am today. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I was never like, uh, uh, you know, a filthy comic, uh, really overly dirty, but um, I was a little more profane, you know, than I am now at, at certain points in my career. Uh, is, but, uh, um, is our buddy Tim Convey going to be a part of that show, Sean uh, O'Brien? No, he's actually uh, barred. Uh, both those guys are barred from the premises. Nice, uh, good. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, smart. Yeah, that was good yeah. move. Yeah, there's. I circulated a, uh, you know, uh, I got a picture over at the Maryland Heights Police Department with Convy's face on it. And, uh, <laughs> he's not allowed within, I think, 500 feet of the funny bone. Uh, I, I, those guys aren't on the show this week only because, like, the last five, four years, they, they've been my, my opening act. Sure. And I was, I was trying to mix it up a little bit. So I got a guy, um, a guy who's my old roommate in New York, a guy named Ryan Beck, who's originally from St. Louis. Yeah. And, 
he's been uh, working in New York for, you know, 10 years, really funny dude. And then, um, young guy, uh, Nicholas Kuva, uh, who I, I, uh, uh, sort of noticing at some of the, you know, I, I try to go up to the, uh, Tuesday open mic or the, at the funny bone or the Monday open mic at the improv shop and just every now and then. And, uh, Work out some new material, and I, you know, I get to watch the young guys. And this guy Nicholas is a pretty funny dude. He's got got some pretty, pretty good jokes. So That's great stuff. So we're Nick's going to be with him. Yeah, yeah. we're talking to uh, Greg Warren, who is going to be at the Funny Bone, and uh, Tim Jones is in for Chris Harps today. Tim had a question. Go ahead, Tim. Hey, Greg. Good to good to speak with you. I've I've listened to you quite a bit on uh, with Tony and with the uh, the rest of the gang here. I do a little radio here on the weekends, and then throughout the week, I host and contribute and all that kind of stuff. So I've I've heard a lot of your stuff. I really enjoy it. Uh, Greg, Paris, I th- man. yeah, I, Greg, I think your world is probably a mystery to like most people, right? The world of of doing comedy and traveling the country uh, and making a living at it. What's uh, how many how many shows do you do a week, a month? I mean, uh, oh. ex- explain explain that explain your world a little bit more to our listeners. I don't know, Tim. I like to keep it mysterious, man. <laughs> you're, uh, you're an international man of mystery, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I would say, you know, it's kind of all over the board. But, you know, lately it's been, I mean, I'm doing shows most like Thursday, Friday, Saturday in, in some, some town. And it, usually, you know, you're doing a couple shows on the Fridays and the Saturdays. Um, and then... You know, lately I, I do that, and then I'll also like pick up like a corporate show during the week. Like I just did, I think it was last week. Um, I did uh, the, the Drury Inns had their all their hotel uh, general managers in from all over the country, and uh, they had an award ceremony, and they asked me to um, ah, cool sort of be the M- MC for the award ceremony and do you know tell some jokes and stuff like that, and actually uh, the. Uh, interact with a couple of their senior managers it was, it was pretty fun actually <laughs> so we did that those are my favorite kind of gigs because it was like it was in st louis they, they did it at the st charles convention center um yeah. but yeah like i was in uh, i'm in fayetteville this week um and uh i was in i was in new york i was in atlantic city um a couple weeks ago doing shows uh and then i you know i used to live in new york so i went into the city and did a in danger fields after that and uh this is um it's like one of those honest things that sounds ridiculous but i really at this moment cannot remember where i was last week nice <laughs> no I, I believe you yeah i do too yeah like i know i know i was on the road i know i left on like a wednesday and i came home on, oh, i was in youngstown ohio i just remember yeah. youngstown ohio yeah. Hey, Greg, we're almost out of time, uh, but I wanted to ask you before we uh, lost you about the special. For those uh, that listen to the Dave Glover show, you know, Tim Convey's on with us all the time, good friends with Greg, and uh, Greg yeah. always joins me every year on New Year's Eve during our variety show. Oh, that's a ball, man. Yeah, oh, and, cool and listen, thing. thank you for really joining Really cool us. thing you do, man. Well, thank you. Yeah. We, we, no, you've been, and uh, really, without all the amazing guests that join me every year, which you have done the last couple of years, it, it, this show would be nothing, so thank you. Uh, but one of the things that we talked about and uh, uh, with Tim on the Dave Glover show and then you on New Year's Eve was uh, in 2019 just a, a few months ago you shot a, a full-blown special that I know was being yeah. shopped around do we um, I hope I'm not uh, you know asking something I'm not supposed to be asking on the air but do we have any uh, uh, information no on no that? you know I I, uh, I just talked to the production company and they, uh, they said it is, it's everywhere where they buy specials, they've you know they, they have it whether yeah. they've seen it yet or not. Or so it's 
he kind of told me, he's like, hey, man, you're probably looking at another month or two before we get an answer from anybody. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, I will certainly let you know. Man, we'll, if that I'm, thing, uh, yeah, if that thing gets picked up, let us know immediately because I would love oh, thanks, to, buddy. uh, I would love to do everything we can to, to push that out. And I can't wait to see it. I, Tim was there and he had great things to say about it at, at you know, I'm sure it's going to get, uh, he did up. a great job actually. Yeah. yeah. He, he, uh, he hosted it for me. That's kind of cool. That's excellent. So one more His time. His voice is on the special. His there you go. Is, <laughs> yeah. We, we, we didn't let him tell any jokes, but you can hear yeah. ladies and gentlemen, Greg. <laughs> there you go. What One day. <laughs> that guy will make it um greg before we let you go one more time give us the dates i know you're going to be here at the funny bone real soon uh it's the 20th thursday the 20th of february the 23rd that's yeah. sunday yep next weekend and i'll be all there week yeah awesome yeah yeah well we uh we welcome you home can't wait to see you next weekend at the funny bone and uh can't wait to have you back on the show again real soon greg thanks a lot thanks man i always enjoy talking to you tony you bet uh back at you that is Greg Warren, great comedian from St. Louis. Always great to talk with him. If you have never seen him, make sure you get out to the Funny Bone and catch one of those shows next week. Uh, Greg is absolutely hilarious. All right, we are going to take a break, and when we get back, uh, we're going to have a little more fun. I am hosting a, a REM Cure tribute show coming up here very soon, and the band is in the building. It's almost like the New Year's Eve show is happening right now. Uh, we're going to have a little live music in studio on the Weekend Report when we get back. Don't go anywhere. 97.1 FM Talk. Tell them I'm still time and time again There's other fish in the sea But just like a fish in an oil spill Since you're taking your love away from me And the longer have the will and Baseball is in full swing NBA playoffs are heating up And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to the Weekend Report, 97.1 FM Talk. Tony Colombo in studio with Tim Jones, yes, who is filling in for Chris Arps this week. Uh, another big thank you to comedian Greg Warren, who just joined us on the phone. And as I mentioned in that last segment, this is almost like uh, the New Year's Eve variety show all over again, where we had uh, comedian Greg Warren on, and then live music. And we're about to have live music once again in the studio. Our friend Jason Nelson is here. Great to see you. In the studio! That's thank right. You. In the studio with the entire uh, with the entire band. So I've mentioned it a couple times on the air. We have another great REM tribute show coming up. It's actually REM and The Cure. Can't freaking wait. Uh, tell people when, where, and how to get tickets. On Friday, February 28th at the Blueberry Hill Duck Room. Yes. Tickets are um, available at blueberryhill.com. And they're selling fast, so... Yeah. You know, we're, what, three weeks out? Yeah. Yeah. Or so. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Great room. Iconic room. Starting the night with um, R.E.M. Mm -hmm. and then moving into The Cure. 
So doors are at seven, shows at eight. I have hosted several of the REM tribute bands, of course, the Queen tribute shows as well. I am, uh, or the REM tribute shows, I should say. Um, I am a huge REM fan, always have been. I know that about you. And yeah, so for me, you know, when I go see a tribute band, if, if it's not right, I don't like it. You and won't be I wouldn't. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be emceeing it. I wouldn't co-sign this show as an REM <laughs> fan if I couldn't confidently say it. You guys just absolutely nail it. Thank you. And the tribute thing um, is something that's really caught on, mm. at, at least in in the St. Louis area, but I think across the country. Like, you know, we with bands like El Monstero and Celebration Day here in St. Louis and your yeah. Queen tribute. Um, I mean, this is like something that's really catching fire, and I love oh, yeah. it because it's bringing live music back. Truly. And St. Louis, every week, it seems, there you could go to Pops and see a tribute. You yeah. A Broadway Oyster Bar, Old Rock House, um, Ready Room, Delmar Hall. Yeah. You know, these rooms are very hospitable to this. Right. This. The, the community loves to see what they want to hear, mm-hmm. and um, St. Louis tribute bands really do it well. Yeah, yeah. when I started uh, in radio in the 90s, music radio in the 90s in St. Louis, mm-hmm. you know, you could, go, you could go to the landing, and you could walk by every club, and one, uh, they would have the doors open, and one band's music would fade out as the other ones sort of took over as you walked down the sidewalk. We're not back to that level yet by any means, but it seemed like for a very long time there, live music, seeing live music out, you know, on the weekends was getting harder and harder to do, but it's kind of making a comeback, and I think that's wonderful. Well, it never fell out of vogue with us. Right, right. As musicians. But are you seeing more and more uh, opportunity, more gigs opening up and more uh, uh, clubs? I have the pleasure of playing with cover bands on the weekends, and... What I had done is I've seen the cover band scene yeah. uh, kind of dwindle. And so doing a tribute show, it's a special event. Mm-hmm. People kind of, they wrap their heads around that. They're going to make it a night. They're going to get a babysitter. They're going <laughs> to yeah. have dinner. Yes. It's a special event. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. It, filling in my schedule as a performer, th- Every quarter, it seems like every three months, I'm doing a tribute show. Yeah, and peppering in the occasional cover band yeah. show. So yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about some of that stuff here in a minute. But first, I want to hear some music. <laughs> so would you uh, introduce the band? It'd be my pleasure. And then pleasure. you guys go ahead and uh, and uh, play whatever you're going to play. <laughs> Maddie Shell on mandolin. Mandolin, hi, yes. Nice. We've got Jim Wells on guitar, Mm -hmm. Will Horton on bass, Michael Rose on drums, and the members that are not here uh, today are uh, Charlie Charlie Brown, rather, Mm -hmm. on keys, and Spencer Wells on um, rhythm guitar, occasional lead. Lead Uh, on cure rhythm. Right, right. Might have a couple uh, special guest musicians, too. That's right. Nice. Um, nice. Help help me out with the guest yeah. musicians. We're bringing in Mark Overton to play oboe on Night Swimming, which is kind of a special thing. Oh, what a beautiful song, too. Yeah. yeah. 
But, That's yeah, going to be great. Yeah, we, we, we really try to get these as accurate as we can, and we, when you bring in extra people, we bring them in. Try to Man. make it special. I can't wait. I'll be there. I hope you guys are, too. Uh, we'll talk more with Jason and the band in a second, but first, go ahead and uh, let's hear some music. But that was 
just a dream Try, cry, why, try That was just a dream Just a dream, just a dream, dream That is fantastic stuff. You can see that at the uh, Blueberry Hill Duck Room on February 28th. REM tribute, Cure tribute. Uh, that night I will be hosting. Uh, Jason Nelson is here with us. A couple minutes to go. Um, I don't want to jump too ahead of the game, but did you? Can we mention? Um, another tribute show that is uh, that's very kind of you, Tony. Coming up or not? Yes. Is that is that uh, is that public knowledge yet? Guys are professional. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, the Queen show is coming back. Yes, somebody to love a tribute to Queen. Yes. So, uh, Saturday, April fourth at the Ready Room. Very excited about this show as yes. well. Uh, uh, we're going to start that night off. Doors are at seven. Shows at eight with Sticky Fingers, a tribute to the Rolling Stones. <laughs> nice. And then the Perfect second, time for that. Right. The uh, second act is um, Saints in the City, tribute to Bruce Springsteen mm. in the East Street Oh, yeah, band. yeah. Yeah, those guys are great. And thank you. And yeah. then, uh, you know, somebody to love. Um, Skip Weber's not Skip Weber's out of town this week. Right. Um, you know, he's usually on this on this show with us every weekend. And I know the last time we had you on, he was berating you about the Queen. He was like, he was like What's the deal? When's the next Queen show, Jason? Let's go. <laughs> You so, guys have uh, you guys have developed quite the following for that the for that show as well. Cats out of the bag now. Thank That's you. That's great. Um, tickets are on sale at readyroom.com. Yeah, and um, through your Ticketmaster links, through social yeah. media. Just so we are we're just we're 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 planning all your nights out here right. for the whole, entire spring. We've got the REM Cure show on uh, February twenty eighth. And then uh, the Queen show on April fourth. Is that what you just said? Correct. Yeah, very good. And um, uh, before we lose you, with all this going on, you, you've got other bands, you've got other gigs that you're playing. If people want to keep up with everything that you are doing, see the schedule of all the different shows uh, that your bands are playing in. How can they do it? Go to jasonnelsonband.com. I have all of my other projects, such as this one, which. This is 120 minutes. Yeah. Um, my, our classic alternative rock cover mm-hmm. band um, doing the tribute to mm. The Cure and the R.E.M. Yep. But, um, you know, there's also my 90s tribute, The Wackness, mm-hmm. and uh, my 80s tribute, The Retro Nerds. Retro Nerds are great. Uh, and then, of course, the Jason Nelson band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the NXS show, I don't know if you're doing any of those anytime soon, but those we, that, that band is great as well. We are talking. Queen, Queen Tribute, uh, yeah. don't miss any of it. Uh, so again, at the Duck Room on February 28th, I am honored enough to be emceeing that night. I can't wait to be there. I will put all of this information at, on my Twitter as well, at TonyColumba971, so you can get all the details there. But get those tickets fast. Uh, if you've been to the Blueberry, if you've been to the Duck Room before, you know it's an iconic room, uh, but it fills up fast. So get your tickets while you can. Yeah, 10 bucks. Mm, yeah, I mean... That's, yeah. I mean, come on. That's a great night out. So uh, I can't wait to see the show live. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming in and uh, and playing here uh, this uh, this afternoon thank for you, us. Tony. And uh, before we go, 
Uh, take us to break with uh, another song. Here we go. invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. time for your favorite show the weekend report is on the radio hour number two of the weekend report on your radio a whirlwind of a first hour if you missed anything download the podcast on the radio.com app we talked uh news covered a lot of the national stories of the day in the first segment. Then we talked to comedian Greg Warren, who's uh, coming home here to St. Louis to play at the Funny Bone next week. And then we had live music all in that first hour uh, from the R.E.M. tribute band that is playing at the Duck Room on February 28th. I'll be emceeing that show. What a uh, first hour. Go and download it. And we got a can, whole... Can I just say how much I enjoyed the band? And yeah, they're great, I, I, love, they? I love both R.E.M. and Cure, but I put The Cure is, is more my, my speed. I love The Cure. And so on the way out, Tony, they said I should talk to you if I can come that night. You'll put me on the guest list. You got okay, it, baby. Yeah. You I'll, got see what, it. I'll see what Suzanne's doing that night because those are Let's two of her go. favorite bands. I was talking to Andrew in the break, too. You know, I was in New York in the early – I grew up in the 80s in high school and in the 90s in college and law school. And uh, I was uh, – we were Andrew and I were debating, you know, there, there's all these stations that say they were the first alt-rock station. Well, there was one in New York on Long Island called WDRE, and that's where I got exposed to – Bands that are the Cure and REM have lasted, but then there's been bands like Jesus and Mary Chain yeah. and Joy Division yeah. and all that, that were awesome, but they kind of went away and, yeah. and they don't do their thing anymore. But uh, yeah, what a great and they sounded great in the studio. Thanks you, for bringing them in. They've Fantastic. Played, they've they've done this before, and I've emceed the shows before. And being such a huge REM and a Cure fan, um, I would not co-sign it if they didn't <laughs> do the music justice, and they and they really do. Uh, you can get more information about that show and uh, the Blue Berry Hill website or my Twitter, at TonyColombo971. So in that first hour, when we started the show, we talked a lot about some of the national issues of the day. If you missed any of that, again, go download the podcast, check it out. Or if you're listening on the radio rewind, you can just rewind. Um, 
I want to get into some national or some local stories with you now. Uh, that's Tim Jones, of course, uh, Speaker Tim Jones, host of the Tim Jones Show, filling in for Chris Arps today. Uh, Andrew is here as well, filling in for Carl. And uh, big news made in the state and right here on the radio station. Mark Cox talked to former Missouri Governor Eric Greitens. A lot of news uh, swirling around him. His legal uh, issues are now behind him, and there's all kinds of rumors if is he going to get back into politics uh what's your takeaway from all the Greitens fallout well it reminded me about eric Greitens that if he is nothing if not relentlessly on message right yeah. so his uh and kudos to mark for uh doing a great interview and trying to get more out of eric Greitens. but eric Greitens obviously decided to uh to do some interviews this week i think he did something on fox as well uh on tv you know and, and it was to talk about the MEC, the Missouri Ethics Commission decision. And he apparently decided that's all he was going to talk about. Mark tried to ask him, hey, okay, so what's next and what are you doing now and all this? And he's like, well, you know, I'm really here just to talk about the fact I was uh, totally exonerated in this MEC decision. Which he wasn't. It's a, it's a weird decision because individually they found no fault with him as indiv- as an individual as a person but right. his campaigns was guilty and and the and the um the campaign vehicles associated with him were found liable for various things to the tune of a 170 $5,000 fine. Which they lowered to thirty-seven or 38000 If you pay in a lump sum and don't fight it any further. Within, a, within yeah. like 45 days, which I'm sure he'll do. But you still, to your point, you get... You get a decision made against you uh, uh, to the tune of about $175,000, that's not exoneration. Yeah, he's correct in the sense that they didn't find that Eric Greitens, as Eric Greitens, did anything, quote, wrong. But he's not addressing the other issues in that decision. He's ignoring them completely. What I tell folks on all these things, you can go read this decision. It's not that long. And you can decide for yourself if you want to believe everything Eric Greitens is saying or whether there's more to the story. Now, I don't know if anybody in that entire debacle from what, boy, almost two years ago now has clean hands. Uh, you know, there's 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 a lot of the the Jeff City swamp that didn't like the things Eric Greitens was pushing. Right to work, right, which I'm a big fan of, some education reform, some tax credit reform. But let's not forget, Eric Greitens made the bed in which he originally lied. And he has, I don't know if he's yet apologized or asked for forgiveness for the fact that the things that the original stories came out about were... The scandals involving the woman in his basement who was his hairdresser. His adultery issues at the allegations against him in that regard are what, in my opinion, has damaged him as a political candidate. His supporters and himself seem to believe that what stopped him was this campaign finance situation that is now settled and, as you said— he was exonerated, at least to a. It's a, like two parallel extent. universes. That you to know? me is, has nothing to do with why he is damaged as a candidate. It, it's the other yeah. salacious stuff. And Tony, you can come back from that um, if you want to. Sure. If you if you if you but approach you, it properly, but you're for instance, drag your family through. Remember, it. Um, was it Governor Sanford 
who had the oh, yeah. who had the the relationship with the uh, the woman? How who, many times did Anthony Weiner and Anthony Weiner come back? Sanford, remember Sanford lied about his affair and said that he was on the Appalachian Trail. Yes, yeah. Well, if yes. that was in Mexico, apparently. Right. right. But but That's you know right. what? He eventually apologized, yeah. asked for forgiveness, took some time off, and got elected to Congress. Yeah. So it can be done, but you have to approach it a certain way if you're asking for the voters' forgiveness. Here's my other, and you can answer this question better than any anybody. Um, because of your connections and experience in Jeff City, if if the Republicans didn't have it so good in the state of Missouri, I could see people latching on to somebody like Eric Greitens, who has a history of winning and coming out of nowhere and, de- and defeating a an established Democrat that mm-hmm. nobody thought he had a chance mm-hmm. against. But there is a popular Republican governor in That's Jeff exactly City. right. The Republicans have. A super majority in Jeff City with very popular candidates. The Republican Party doesn't need a, a white knight right People now. People don't want the drama, and they don't need the drama. And Governor Parson has a very high approval rating. He continues to to uh, have a stable ship that is moving forward and accomplishing things for Missourians. He has he came in right away. Governor Parson did and said, "You know what." I'm going to try to restore dignity and integrity to the office. I'm going to try to try to calm things. I'm going to try to get rid of the drama. And he's done all that. And I'll tell you what, uh, Tony, just last month, Missouri Department of Revenue reported record revenues year to year. We had over 7% growth in January. So jobs jobs in Missouri are plentiful. Our, our, our uh, unemployment rate is below the national average. Uh, you know, on, and on top of that, Governor Parson was governor when the uh, Blues won the Stanley Cup and the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. But, uh, but and, and, and the, the House and the and Senate. He's a, he's a massive favorite to win re-election. Polling, some recent polling came out. This is, and, and, and I could be wrong about this, but I, I, I'm thinking uh, Eric Greitens wants to keep his name out for a potential future, rebuild his image, somewhat so on and so forth. I don't see him running for governor this year because some recent polling came out that showed he would lose to Nicole Galloway and he would get destroyed in a primary against Governor Parson. And people don't don't want the intra intra party uh, fighting fighting and drama at this point. You know, I, I think, you know, Eric Greitens is a young man. He is definitely motivated and I don't believe he's done yet, but I don't see him running for anything this year. Gotcha. But do you do you see him attempting a political comeback in the future? He absolutely yeah. Once one. And if he wants one, I'm not going to get in the way of that ambition. I think he will seek something yeah. down the road, whether it's in Missouri or somewhere else. So um, another with Missouri legislation, uh, legislative session happening right now. Lots of bills being introduced and discussed. And one that I find very interesting is there is a bill that has been introduced that it would expand term limits in Missouri. Missouri has some of the strictest term limits uh, of any state in the country. And right now you can serve a total of 16 years, but only eight in the House and eight in the Senate. Correct? That's the way it is now. That's correct. It's a a 16-year term limit, but you can only do a maximum of eight in the House and maximum of eight in the Senate. So this new bill that's being introduced would would keep the 16-year limit but would allow you to serve them anywhere. That's correct. So you could do sixteen in the all sixteen in the house. That's if you correct. Wanted to or all sixteen. Uh, what do you think of that bill? And what do you think of the Missouri term limits in general? Because I think that they're 
too strict. I will tell you that I supported that bill back when I was in the legislature. We almost passed it. Mm. We passed it through. I think the so Senate this is not a new discussion. No, no, this has been this this idea has been around for a long time. What? Why? What's the point of stopping it? You know, <laughs> because Tony, there there are a group of conservatives who I respect on the national and on many of the state levels who believe in term limits. They just believe in the stricter the better. Mm. I am not of that camp because I believe I believe the true conservative position on this is that the people should ultimately always get to decide. Maybe that's the free market view. Maybe not the true conservative. Maybe that's the free market view, which I guess would be the conservative view. I believe the ultimate term limit is exercised at the ballot box. And, you know, yes, incumbents get a lot of power. They get a lot of wealth and stature. But, you know, that's our system. That's the way the founders set it up. And so I'm a bit of an originalist on this. However, I do understand all the issues that the uh, term limit folks bring up. So I'm not opposed to having I'm not opposed to having some sort of a term limit, but I do think the one we have right now, conservatives every conservative should dislike because it has empowered the bureaucrats, exactly. the lobbyists, exactly. the campaign consultants and the staffers and the the elected officials. How get, many people do we see leave early all the time to go get a job in that bureaucracy? Because they know they have a future there. I, I was, don't have a future. I was a bit of an odd. I was a bit of an oddball that I stayed eight full years. Now I got to be Speaker of the House, which was awesome. And the only way you're going to do that is probably stay eight full years. But I didn't have to stay, and I had other opportunities to leave before. But I, I went ahead and was like, you know what? I have an opportunity to be Speaker of the House, so I'm going to do my full eight years. And I was very blessed that the good folks over at First Rule, Travis Brown, the CEO, g- gave me a path to continue my my political work in the in the private sector, which I've enjoyed. But a lot of people don't get that opportunity. Those those opportunities are rare, few and far between. So I would say um, this, is this, this is a compromise. Right I think so, because it'll stop a lot of things from happening. If so, First of all, it'll stop people who are friends in the same geographic areas of the state from four or five of them running against each other for state Senate every six to eight years and becoming bitter enemies. Mm-hmm. So you'll, the people who are really good at issues will get to work on them for 10, 12 14 or 16 years in the House, and they, they the bureaucrats won't be able to outweigh them. You know, Tony, before term limits came into effect in Missouri, a study was done, and it showed that without term limits, the average stay was seven to nine years. How about that? Mm. Term limits artificially forces people out before that. Now, I would also be in favor, though, if we were to go to this, put a term limit on the on the top leadership spots. You know, absolute power is what corrupts absolutely. Yeah. And so maybe we don't need 16-year speakers and 16-year Senate leaders. Put a term limit on that if you want yeah. internally. But, you know, this idea that we have this artificial bar, we, we do, we have a 16-year term limit. There are people that have served 16 years that have, the same person has served eight years in the House, eight years in the Senate. That's 16 years. Why should they be forced to only do a max of eight in each chamber. Why yeah. can't they pick where they serve that 16 years? Why can't, like common sense why can't their constituents pick where they serve See, that 16 and that's, years? And that's where my opinion, that's, that's where I have trouble with this. Because when I see people at any level, nationally, locally, that have served, you know, you look at somebody like Nancy Pelosi, who has served in Congress for decades. Do I think... That one person should serve in that role for decades. No, I don't think that. However, I also don't think that I or anybody else should tell the voters in that area 
that if that's the person they want to represent them, that they can't have that person anymore. Yeah, if that's the person they want to have destroy their district, well, then that's what they get. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, the other thing, Tony, is the, the legislature can't make this change on their own. They can propose it, and it has to go to the voters for approval. Yeah. No. It I, absolutely yeah, does. Right, right. So, I, I don't know. This loosens it up a little bit, and I kind of... Uh, I kind of hope that it that it goes through, and I, I actually think it's still a little too strict, but at least it's a step in the right, right direction. Only my opinion. All right, we have got uh, a lot more show to go. In fact, it is going to be time for the Weird News Challenge when we get back. Uh, Skip Weber is out this week. Brian Agers from Agers HVAC is going to join us for the Weird News Challenge, and so is Trish Gazelle from 102.5. So don't go anywhere. We have had a crazy show. You can download the podcast on the radio.com app, and uh, we'll be back with more Weird News Challenge coming next on The Weekend Report, 97.1 FM Talk. Put a work order in. It has been a it's been a different show today, to say the least. You've got all but, kinds uh, of fancy people yeah, in here. Here's some more. Yeah, yeah and oh. it has been a whole lot of fun. If you have missed any of it, make sure that you are downloading our podcast. Of course, you can do that every week uh, in many different places. Just about anywhere you you download podcasts, you can find ours. But the best place to get it, I think, is the Radio.com app. Uh, or our website, but the Radio.com app is awesome because it's free. And once you download it, you favorite the radio station, and then you have access to everything. One-stop shopping for everything here at 97.1 FM Talk. You can stream the station 24-7. You can take advantage of the Radio Rewind feature where you can actually rewind That's live radio. That's a good feature. I love yeah. that feature. Yeah. And you, you know can how many times I've been podcast. in my car where I think I'm using a DVR? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, like that's I what it is. It's like this a DVR, and I can't, and it's like a DVR for your radio. Right. That's, exactly, that's exactly what it is. So you can rewind live radio, and you can download all the podcasts from all the shows here on the station, including The Weekend Report and, of course, the Tim Jones Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sunday sometimes I'll, like, I'll like be listening to Mark Cox at noon, wondering why he's still on the radio, and I realize <laughs> it's because the app stops where you last stop. Oh, really? And it'll pick up. So you, you don't miss anything if you oh, don't want to really miss cool. anything. Yeah, so I'll be like, why is Mark on at noon today? That's yeah. really weird. What happened to Annie? You know? And <laughs> then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. you got to fast forward. You know? And then you get all re- recalibrated. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a really cool feature. We had a busy uh, week in the news, and uh, Tim and I have gotten to as much of that as we can. So go back and check all that out. We've also uh, had live music in the studio today from the uh, REM Tribute Band. That show, that REM Tribute show, is happening on February 28th at the Duck Room. I'm hosting it, and uh, those guys sounded great. We also had comedian Greg Warren on the phone with us. He is playing. He's going to be at the Duck Room next week, and uh, he's a St. Louis guy and a good friend of mine. And the and the shows and so we've we've done it all today. We've had you covered on all the latest news. We've got comedy. We've got live music, and now we have Brian Eggers. 
Of course. <laughs> Skip Weber is out of town this week, so Brian Eggers, Eggers HVAC, another one of the great sponsors of this show, is playing the role of Skip Weber today and going to join us for the rest of the show. Great yeah. to see you. Well, great to see you guys. We'll see if I can live up to it. We don't want you to. So, believe okay. me, okay. we don't want you to. So, that means you'll win. Yeah, so we are going to play the Weird News Challenge right now. Uh, Trish Gazell from 102.5 is here. Brian Eggers is uh, playing the role of Skip Weber, and this is your first game, right? You've it never is. played this. Nope. And Tim Jones is playing the role of Chris Arps. And this is your first game as well, right? Is it is it like the um, the real or fake news challenge they do on the Mark Cox show so on Tuesdays? These are, is, or is this totally different? These are real news stories. Oh, they're real news stories. These are real okay. news stories that are recent news stories that are a little bit off the beaten path. Oh, okay. And so I will it's read the twist. question. Yes, I'll read the question. You guys buzz in. Uh, if you get it, if you get it right, you get the point. If you get it wrong, you don't lose anything because we encourage participation on the Weird News Challenge. There's a tiebreaker at the end if needed, and a new feature to 2020: the QMD. Dun dun dun. The question of mass destruction <laughs> at the very end of the game is a very difficult question, but if you get it. It's an automatic win. It doesn't no matter, matter if someone else no is in the lead. No matter what has happened wow. throughout yeah. the rest of the game, Easy. if you get the QMD <laughs> correct, you automatically win. One so, other thing you should know, you don't have to wait till he completes the question correct. to buzz in. So buzz wow. in anytime you want. I shouldn't have told him that. Just, yeah, well, yeah. I, we'll, we'll, we'll say yeah. our names you or can, what? You can make any sound okay. you want. For example, okay. Trish. Bloop. Bloops. Oh, okay. That's my yes. buzzer. Okay. <laughs> That's her buzzer. What do you? What's going to be uh, your buzzer? I I'll have to think about that. <laughs> well, you better name. do it now. It can be your ding uh, ding ding. Bob. Yeah, we could do something Boop. like that. Sure. All right. Yeah. All right. I mean, you can't be I'll be listening for it. Doing, sure. What's going to be your? Oh, right, mine's going to exactly. be huge. All right. I like. Yeah. It. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, Andrew is uh, Andrew's in studio with us once again, uh, filling in for Carl. He is going to play the role of the judges. So if I need any help, um, I'm going to go to the judges, and that is uh, Andrew. Hmm. So um, I think that's – did I miss anything, Trish? No, nope, I think week. you got it. Yeah. So we've got a chance here for uh, two people to maybe get on the scoreboard, All which right. means that you, once, you, once you're on the scoreboard, you – you you live in, in history, on yeah, the immortality, right? Um, Lots of prizes, right? Mm-hmm. Overly ostentatious oh, it's like prizes. Rudy, yeah. it's like Rudy getting the game, getting a stat, uh, getting a sack, and he had a so he had a stat, and so he's forever, forever in the record forever books. Rudy, one of Rudy. you guys win this game, you're Rudy. forever in the record books. So Tim, they're going to make a movie about this later. <laughs> I hope so. I can only hope so. And if Trish wins, it's a chance to gain some ground on Skip yes. when he's not here. Oh, so, wow! Yeah. All right, so here we go. It is time for the Weekend Report Weird News Challenge. This is episode number seventy. This is why it is America's favorite game show. <laughs> 70 episodes and going strong. Everybody ready? Yep. Hands mm-hmm. on buzzers? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Question number one. Uh, Valentine's Day was yesterday, as you're hearing this. Uh, if, you, uh, if you're hearing this uh, on the radio and not on the podcast, it was yesterday. Uh, the Denny's in downtown Vegas made news when they announced they would give a free what... To anyone that came into the restaurant on Valentine's Day, anybody who came into the Denny's in Vegas on Valentine's Day was offered a free what? I have no idea. Cholesterol screening? (laughs) Got to buzz in. Yeah, that's that's not the answer. (laughs) Take a guess. Ding, ding. Yes. Bloop. Yes. Uh, I'll just say a hug. No, that is incorrect. (laughs) That is incorrect. (laughs) Vegas 
Denny's offered free what to anybody that came into the restaurant on Valentine's Day? Guys? I got nothing. No. Nope. Nope. Yes? I'm out. No. Nope. I'm out. Weddings. Weddings? Oh. <laughs> That's actually funny. <laughs> they have a chapel at the Denny's. <laughs> in Vegas. In of Vegas. Course. Why wouldn't they? And weddings usually cost $200. Of course of they course. do. But if you if you wanted to get married at Denny's on Valentine's Day I in Vegas, paid do you get a free Grand Slam they with offer that it for free? I don't know about <laughs> that. No, you know what? You do get Later. you do get um, a champagne <laughs> a, sh- a, ch- a champagne toast and like cake pops. That's nice. This is like a, I've never been for to real. this Denny's before. No, it's yeah. in downtown Vegas. You Fantastic. Have to, we have to wonder sense. how serious somebody is about their marriage <laughs> right. and relationship if they're willing to get married at Denny's. It's right. free. I don't see uh, I don't see Brian Eggers being a big uh, like. Like viral challenge person, hmm. so maybe Bloop. the. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's not the question. Oh, okay. You want it? No. Okay. All right. Question number two. <laughs> By the way, there are four questions, and then the tiebreaker if needed. Okay. Question number two: The broomstick challenge went viral this week. How do you do the broomstick Ding. challenge? Yes. You just stand a broom. Straight up. That is correct. Wow. I was wrong. He is a viral challenge guy. He did know it. So this is the dumbest thing ever. Uh, All you do (laughs) is you stand a broom up on its bristles. Uh, It started earlier in the week when someone tweeted a video standing up a broom claiming that NASA said that that day, Monday, was the only day of the year a broom can stand on its own because of the Earth's gravitational pull. There you go. Is that you doing That's it? Me. Yeah. Are you no, kidding me? This is there's like a people, scientific theory behind no, this. Everyone started it was just, doing it. Every it was just a lie. Oh, it just I was like, come on. It just can it can happen on any. It day. can just happen on any day <laughs> yeah. with any broom. This More was, people. This was last Saturday. Yes. <laughs> More but, people need more to do. But somebody, because somebody tweeted it that somebody day, tweeted it, everyone said, uh-huh. said uh-huh. hey, NASA said that because of the Earth's gravitational pull <laughs> just today, you can do this, and people fell for it, and they were doing it like crazy. Mm. So funny. Yes, Brian Eggers is on the board. How can I do this? Look at that. Uh, Look at you uh, doubting this is me. Tim. I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian and Trish. It's pretty easy. Okay. He's got one. One. <laughs> He's in the question have, number four. Rest of us have none. <laughs> question number four has seven possible points. Oh, so oh wow. Hmm. Question number three. <clears throat> a man in Kansas City, Kansas, has started a website where he Bloop. offers... Yes. He offers $25,000 for someone to find him a girlfriend. That is correct. Yes. Mm. A man in Kansas City, Kansas, started a website where he offers $25,000 to anyone <laughs> that can do what? Oh, yeah. But you can't do it. <laughs> you yeah, can't nominate yourself. I know, but I could have somebody else nominate oh, me. Yeah. Jeff, but he wasn't my type. I'll he worked do, out I'll, too I'll much. Nomi- <laughs> I'll nominate you if you want me to. No, he works out too much. Jeff, I don't want to be held to Geb that Hart standard. Put up a website called <laughs> right. datejeffg.com with a video and some info about himself. He's a successful entrepreneur. Yeah, he's, he's in cute. good shape. He looks nice. He's been in several long-term relationships, but he's never been married. And he uh, he said, if you suggest a potential girlfriend to him and it works out, he'll pay you $25,000. I mean, gr- he looks like a really nice guy. He's good looking, but when Would you someone... really date somebody that was doing it, like looking for a, a, I don't know. I think it's funny that like he just gimmick? did that. Like that's kind of cute and endearing. But really? if you put in your description, working out is really important to me. There's, I'm doing it. I am that's out. A, that's a warning sign. Like yeah. I do if not... you have that much time, there's yeah. something going on. Well, I mean, yeah. I get the healthy people are into that, but that's not me. Right. So I don't want to hit, you know, be pushed to work <laughs> out. Every day. What do you mean? That, what's not like, you? A, a healthy person? Yeah. Oh, and that healthy. Working out every it's day. Uber like, healthy. Yeah. yeah, that's uber healthy. Uber healthy. I don't want to be held to that standard. All right, here we go. <laughs> 
Question number four. This is a seven-point question. This is how these work. If you buzz in first, you get to just go until you get one wrong. If you don't get all seven, and as soon as you get one wrong, another person, one of the other two people can buzz in and try to pick up the rest of the points. And then even if there's still left over, the third person can still pick up points. But once so you're done, seven. You're done. But once you're done, you're done. There's should I seven. start? Should I start saying sleepy, dopey? Well, you're gonna want to listen. <laughs> Angry. Yeah. You're gonna want to okay. listen. All right. You're gonna want to listen carefully okay. on this one. Mm. <clears throat> seven mm. possible points. First That's person to buzz in gets first shot at it. After the New Hampshire primary, the list of Democrats got a little smaller. For one point each, name the seven Democrats that have dropped out of the presidential race. Bloop. Okay. Yang. That is correct. That's one. Bennett. That is two. Hold on. I didn't finish the um, question, by the hold way. Hold on. Five seconds. T- Tulsi Gabbard. That is incorrect. Oh. I'll finish the question, but you guys can still buzz in whenever you want. After the New Hampshire primary, the list of Democrats got a little smaller. For one point each, name the seven Democrats that have dropped out of the presidential race since the beginning of 2020. Oh. Huge. I'll yes. try it. All right, let's go. <laughs> okay, so we've got uh, we got those two. We've got Julian Castro. That is a point for mm-hmm. Tim. His first point. You need one more to tie Trish. Corey Booker. That is ah. correct. Hold on. What you? you said Castro and Booker. Okay, that's two. Question. There's one, two, three, three left. Oh, um, there's four left. Excuse I know me. one. I know one. Kamala Harris. Darn it. That is correct. No, that's wrong. No, that is ah, wrong. Ah, so I only got two. Wait Kamala okay. Harris dropped out in December. She did. That's right. I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, so she dropped is, out in December. There is. Yeah. Uh, there is three. Wait, left. what was the whole question? Dropped out this year. This year. Oh, since this 2020. Year. So I didn't know if still, Tulsi did. I just yeah. guessed her. There's she still didn't one, two, three left. If you want to take a shot at it, Brian, and you Man. can force a three-way tie. There's three left. They three got the left. they got the big ones though. I, I know they did because I'm sitting here thinking <laughs> I didn't realize there was that many they people got, running. They got the big dropped ones. out. <laughs> yeah, they got the big ones. Hmm. Do you want to try one? Man, I can't think of one of them. Yeah, they're not. They must be on the the D roll. Yes. <laughs> so the only so. Uh, oh, I know another one. Who? Duval Patrick. Duval Patrick is one. Oh, right yes, on. that would have yeah. never so, came up. Again. Yeah, Duval Patrick, John Delaney, and Marianne Williamson. I was oh, going to say Marianne, Marianne Williamson, Williamson. my favorite. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Lava lamp lady. So now it's time for the tiebreaker, <laughs> but only Tim and Trish play the tiebreaker. Oh, okay. But then it's the QMD. It's like a okay. duel where anybody can get where anybody can win. All right, here we go. Tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to buzz in for this one. Uh, Trish has to guess first because okay. she has more wins. Uh, according to a recent survey, the happiest moment of your workday happens at what time? 325. You don't have to guess. It's 325. <laughs> <laughs> she saw the story. Uh, no. All right. What happens at 325? I don't know. It just You're almost oh. done with the day. All right. Here we go. Not 330. Here we yeah. go. Trish Gazelle has the win. <laughs> okay. It's time for the QMD. QMD. Your chance to steal. Just the resistance. Yeah. These are really hard, though. Okay. These are really hard. QMD. The United States is not the country with the most 7-Eleven stores. In fact, the United States is fourth. Mm. What country has the most 7-Elevens? <laughs> Where do you get this? <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's hard. That's why it's the QMD. Anybody want to take a shot? Huge. I'll too. guess. Yes. I'll guess. Yes, uh, go for it. Canada. Incorrect. Ah. That's what I was going to say. All right, bloop. Mm-hmm. Mexico. Incorrect. Mm. I guess I might as well take a stab. Take a stab. Yes. Uh, any country. Pick a country. Any country. Pick a country. 
Hmm. How about uh, England? Incorrect. I was say UK. Japan. Japan. Not even a very big country. Japan huh. has Japan. the most 7-Elevens. Andrew, are you a big 7-Eleven guy? Thumbs up, thumbs down. You don't have a mic. Yeah, I actually knew that. Yeah. Oh, you did? <laughs> you know what? I believe him. They cram uh, everything into Japan. Japan has the, they have uh, they have uh, almost twenty one thousand Seven Elevens in how, Japan. How is that possible? Thailand is second with eleven thousand three hundred. South Korea is third with nine thousand four hundred eighty five. Wow. The United States is fourth with nine thousand three hundred forty. Mm. Wow. Yep. Unbelievable. Uh, you, yes. Trish Gazelle, Winner. has won. I catch up with Skip a little. Challenge. He's catch really far ahead. All right, we got to take a break. Brian Agers is going to stick around. You should too. Uh, don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk. She said it Talk. Tony Colombo here with Tim Jones, who has been nice enough to fill in for Chris Harps. It's been great, Tony. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Uh, Andrew has been in this week and will be for the next several weeks uh, filling in for Chris Arps, or for, I'm sorry, Carl Middleman. I need to remind folks that you can still check out Carl's movie reviews. We are still doing those every week. You can see those at 971talk.com slash weekend report or on the 971 YouTube channel. This week, Carl reviewed Birds of Prey, and mm. I will say this: it's a positive review. So interesting. Yeah. Have you? Are you? Do you? Are you DC guy, Andrew? Are you into the? You're Marvel guy more. Or are you even into Marvel? Yeah. Did that no, just? Not a whole lot. Did that just? The come Harley out? Quinn thing is like DC has had trouble catching on yeah. and catching up with Marvel. Yeah. I they kind of though. got something good. They've they've yeah. got a lot of popularity with the Harley Quinn character, so it looks like they're going to kind of. Did that just come out? Milk it. I think it just came out. That's interesting. You give it a good review because most movies that come out this time of year, yeah. they release them on purpose because exactly. they all yeah. suck. Yeah. You know, no. so for sure. that's good to know. Yeah. So go and check out those movie reviews. Download our podcast on the radio.com app. We've had a heck of a show today. We just wrapped up the uh, Weird News Challenge. We talked to comedian Greg Warren early in the show. We had live music in the show uh, today with the R.E.M. Tribute Band that's playing on February 28th at the Duck Room, a show that I'll be hosting. And uh, Brian Eggers is sticking around for one more segment. Uh, Skip Weber is out of town. Brian was nice enough to come down and and play the role Skip Weber today. You can't embarrass myself with my <laughs> underperformance. No, no, not at all. Uh, Trish is just, she dominates. She you does. Know? Before yeah. we do anything else, what's the latest at, uh, at Eggers? I'd imagine, what, was this the coldest... Do we see the coldest temperatures of the season this this week? Um, I mean, it was. It certainly felt like it. Yeah, you know, I didn't. And uh, what does that do for your business? Well, you know, everybody talks about uh, our business being cyclical, and to a large extent, it is. Um, I mean, the 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 amount of calls that we get are certainly increased when um, that sense of urgency is there. Uh, you know, it's eighteen degrees outside, and someone's heater stops working. Mm-hmm. They tend to react a little faster than if it's 64. So, Do you see that some people, like because it's been a fairly mild winter with temperatures in the 30s and 40s, mm-hmm. they're kind of limping along with something that's probably not very good. For sure. And then something like this happens, Yep. and now they're in a bad situation. For sure. I was talking to uh, a couple of industry folks, and you know, the consensus is, man, I can't believe what a, a slow, terrible winter this is. And, you know, we've been... Uh, We've been keeping everybody busy, but it, you know, 
the mild temperatures are great for the consumer and hard on heating and cooling businesses for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and any any tips for people this time, like when it does get this bad, are there like we always tell people change the filter. But mm-hmm. are there are there common mistakes people make? I think just not being aware of the system is always a danger. And and for crying out loud, who you let in your house. I had a, a customer this week who called another heating and cooling company and they have a gas leak inside their furnace. So the valve is leaking gas through the valve. And uh, this Ooh. person told the homeowner that, well, you really need to have that fixed immediately, but um, it's it'll be okay for the meantime. And you can go ahead and continue to operate that. And it's like, I've seen what happens when gas is leaking through a gas valve in a no furnace. Kidding. And it usually ends with the furnace blowing up. And uh, the one I saw... It literally blew the front off of the furnace. The There's a, a fan in there called a deuce draft blower that blew out of the furnace. So if you smell gas, it's not, regardless of what anybody tells you, it's not safe to operate yeah. a piece of there equipment. There was a, um, it was in it was in the news a little bit, uh, just a couple weeks ago in my neighborhood mm-hmm. um, in Florissant, there was a gas explosion, mm-hmm. and it basically blew the front of this guy's house off. And all the windows out of the back. I saw the picture. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. So imagine taking a, you know, a McDonald's bag, emptying it out, filling it full of air, twisting a knot in the top of it, and then smashing it with your mm-hmm. hand. That's kind of what happens to a house in a medium gas right. explosion. All the windows blow out. Sometimes the doors take wow. off. Sometimes the whole house jumps up off the foundation a few inches and comes back down. And if it's on a magnitude of order that's worse than that, it'll just turn a house into a pile of toothpaste. What's the <laughs> typical cause for something like that? Because that's everybody's nightmare. Like, you don't, it's... Yeah, and I kind of hate talking about this topic only because, is it serious? Yes. Do people tend to panic over nothing? I, I don't yes. ever want to say nothing, but like, right. I've watched movies like Shooter. You know, in the ending scene, one of the ending scenes, he takes the butt of a, a rifle and he hits the gas valve, and it opens up a half-inch gas line, okay? <laughs> and he is, he walks out the door, and 100 feet from the front door of the building explodes into <laughs> this, like, huge fireball, and it's like, right. look, people, yeah. g- gas is not that potent or deadly. <laughs> right. You know, if you smell a little bit, I wouldn't say yeah. ignore it. Get it fixed. Get it fixed, but, But you know, it doesn't mean your house is going to explode immediately. Well, it's case by case. Yeah. I would never ignore a gas odor, mm. and I certainly, sure. if the, if it if it was strong, let's say I woke up in the middle of the night and it's like, wow, there's a, a strong odor of gas in here. I am walking out of that house without turning on a light switch or doing anything that could cause a spark. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, that's where gas explosions happen. It's not that your house is full of gas. I mean, that's step one. But step two is there's some source of ignition whether it's the little switch inside your thermostat or your furnace or you flip a light switch. Most people don't realize this, but there's metal contacts and a light switch that spark. Mm-hmm. So if that gas and oxygen mi- mixture is in the back of that switch because it's permeating everything and you flip that on and it sparks, boom, there it is. Yeah. So get out of the house and don't turn anything on. Don't use your cell phone. Don't put on your 
your tap shoes. Just get, <laughs> get out of the house. Uh, so before we run out of time, I want to make sure we talk about the mobile showroom because mm-hmm. maybe this super cold weather has exposed to some people that it's time for a new system. It has. It and, has. And you guys, I think, have the most customer-friendly way of showing people their different options and getting the right system in their house, and that's the Agreed. mobile showroom. Agreed. And, you know, before I built this, you know, I had a vision of what this was going to do. Um, it has exceeded even the the high hopes that I had for it as far as it being a tool for customers to really get into the weeds and see what's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the feedback that I get every time I go and somebody sees it is, wow. You know, yeah. it's that's probably yeah. the number one so thing Tim, I get. So, Tim, he, like, emptied out, like, hollowed out, a, an RV essentially, uh-huh. and then put several different HVAC systems in the back. Oh, that's fantastic! And he will, the Eggers will bring it to your house, park it in your driveway, so you can go out and operate them. Use the thermostat if it has the remote. Learn how to use the remote. Hear the blower kick on, so you know how loud it's going to be. And basically, mm-hmm. pick the right system for your house. Yeah, I I think those mobile units that a lot of businesses are doing are fantastic because, especially for something like an HVAC, how the heck do you show that? You don't just open up a book and say, hey, would you like to touch this carpet sample? I mean, you can't do that with an HVAC system, so that's brilliant. That's really cool. It's really hard for people to wrap their mind around it. I could live in it, too. It's it's beautiful on the inside. Yeah, so when I show, uh, you know, a lot of of my uh, male customers will roll into this thing and oh, say, yeah. "Well, there's a picture oh, of it. Uh, is this where you sleep when things yeah. aren't going well with the wife?" And it's like, <laughs> well, it's, that's that hasn't happened yet, but you know, I we, suppose it would be suited for that just fine. We How talk about the Weekend Report uh, YouTube channel. You know, Carl's movie reviews are there. If you scroll back just a little ways, we actually took a, a video tour of the mobile showroom, like right. The day you the finished day it, it like, finished. yeah, like I think I was up till three a.m. Yeah, I got, caught a couple hours of sleep, <laughs> had some stuff to do that morning, and then rolled into the yeah, radio station. Yeah, you can station. go and see it, but I, <laughs> it, it, it just, um, um, it's just another example to me of Eggers uh, HVAC's dedication to customer service. We're almost out of time, but w- what can people do if they do, if they if they do need a new system or they think they need a new system? What are the benefits right now? Like, how much savings are we seeing? You know, um, so there's always incentives, all that. Yeah, there's always some form of rebate in play, uh, whether it's from the utility company or a combination of utility company and manufacturer. Um, these programs are, are literally desi- designed to give uh, homeowners um, something extra if they go with higher efficiency equipment. So uh, the rebates are good. Um, the equipment that we sell on average is 20 sear is is pretty much our our go to and what that means to the average consumer is roughly um depending upon the age of your equipment you're probably looking at it at about a 50% reduction in your cost to to cool your house that's excellent and uh wow. and, and so i constantly get feedback from people and i can't believe that you know I can't believe how much it saved, and there's a tinge of and that you didn't lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> so and uh, telephone number, website, social media, all that good stuff. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook, uh, certainly on Google. Website is callagers.com, A-G-E-R-S, and then the phone number to our office is 636-681-1976, and you'll be able to speak with the most friendly 
person on the planet, Nicole, when you call. Yes. And uh, we've got software to confirm your appointment, let you know when we're coming, and all the fun bells and whistles to keep customers in the know of where their service appointment's at. Well, if you uh, are at all in the market for a new HVAC system, or you just need somebody to come out and uh, do a checkup on your existing one, uh, Agers is the place to call. CallAgers.com. Brian, thanks for coming in today. Thanks for uh, uh, filling in for Skip. I yeah, really it appreciate it. It was a pleasure. It. Thanks for having me. And Tim Jones, thank you for uh, filling in for Chris Arps. Great today. to be here. Entertaining, entertaining yeah. informative show, Tony, as back, always. Back again tomorrow night, the Tim Jones show every Sunday night. Uh, do we know what's happening? Yes, yet? sir. We got uh, Susie Moore, who's a local lady here who writes for redstate.com. Yeah, nice. She's coming in. And then I've got a guy named Dr. David Lenahan, who's a very interesting doctor. He's gotten into the business of like building schools and things uh, to help out folks all across the world and he's going to run for a state senate seat here in the south county area senate district one so we got a cool. really cool show for tomorrow night um right here at 97.1 fm talk at 7 to 9 p.m yeah make sure you check that out make sure you download the that show's podcast and our show podcast every week on the radio.com app and uh thank you again for uh listening to another week of the weekend report for tim jones and producer andrew i'm tony colombo Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week for another edition of the Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 